in, in terms of room tone, I do have a big bag of Doritos here. Should I crinkle that a little bit just so you can get that? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to want to cancel that. So yeah. Um, yeah. Depends, it depends You're on the flavor, crin- Pat. So. Crinkle it yeah. the whole time, I'd say. I'd, I don't know. I think... Uh, Casey's got a pretty big archive. He probably has that exact Dorito bag sound already. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. Exactly. It's cool ranch. We should be fine. everyone ready yes great okay so here we are here we are we're sitting here hello in the last episode the pod the neo scum have been transporting to los angeles was taken away from them and flung into las vegas's own el kuru pyramid who whomst among us this has this not happened to on the morning of the 18th of August 2077, crews of workers are seen removing the pod from the El Kuru Pyramid exterior. The crews then take the pod and transport it into this pyramid. So, this particular pyramid hosts an exclusive high-stakes game. Because of some heightened encounters that have taken place in the last 24 hours, it can be assumed that the high rollers who run this game are not on good terms with the Neoscum. So, Neoscum want their pod. How are they going to get their pod back? Camera up! We are seeing a fluorescent light over a filthy green carpet. We hear the humming of computers. They're stacked into corners on this dirty room. We smell mold and air conditioning. Uh, Two large and brutal-looking sort of medieval guards more on those guys much later, are looking out and they're seeing this big vault wall, a big old vault on the wall. And there's a a tall, lean elf in a suit and a smaller elf beside him. So the tall, lean elf says, from here, the heads of security back there observe everything in this pyramid. And he's fiddling on on a code behind a hollow hood so you can't see what he's typing in on the code, but he's he's pressing some buttons on this vault. So now we're taking a closer look at the smaller elf standing beside this elf in a suit. He says, uh, "So you're uh, you're interested in uh, getting a safe place to secure some discreet goods? Am I correct?" Oh yes, definitely. Um, this, this will probably do quite nicely. I think. Thank you for showing me. So, this is Pox in disguise. She has tricked her way into a tour to take a look and determine the location of the pod within the El Kuru Pyramid. Pox, what are you looking like right now? Okay, great. So, she is... Pox has swept back her hair into, a, like, a slicked back big bun on her head. Tufton is inside the bun, so don't worry. He's hiding inside the hair. Snarling. Screaming. <laughs> She has folded up her coat to look like a briefcase, but she's wearing like a white sort of button-down shirt uh, and some business slacks. She, th- These are just like very plain sort of business-like clothing, but she still has her coat on her and she still has Tufton 
yeah, I'd say she passes as a as a business lady for sure. On top of that, a mustache, a fake mustache. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, falling half and, falling. And she's off. got a huge cartoon cigarette. And a unibrow as well. Big yes. cowboy boots. So she has. she's wearing some of those things. So Pox is looking at this vault. And the vault now gives a big... And it opens up. Now Pox is looking into the vault. So, so what you're seeing is this polished steel everywhere. The, the, it's, it's a large vault, but it's mostly empty. But you can see, like, right smack dab in the middle, the pod is just sitting there in this vault. Um, the guy's like, yeah, that right there, uh, that's definitely, uh, uh, you know what? I don't need to get into the secrets we're hiding back here, but it's definitely clone parts or something. There's something big in there. I don't know. We took a little scan of that. But uh, anyway, as you can see, any points to the back of the vault, there's like a bunch of, you know, those sort of like bank cupboards, like... We uh, have a lot of people keeping a lot of valuable items in here. So as you can see, it's it's very safe. It's very secure. Pox's eyes turn into big diamonds as she's looking around at all the valuables. Oh my God, ma'am, your eyes turn into diamonds. She's blind. <laughs> she sort of like knocks on the pod. Tink, tink, tink. Just looks like a fridge to me. I don't know. <laughs> it does look like a fridge, but I mean, I don't know. It's 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 got something big on ice in there. Mm. Uh, well, shall I... Uh, show you out of the pyramid and take a day to think about it? That sounds great. Thank you very much. Great. And she plants some C4 explosive. So you turn and you're you're walking out of the vault. The vault closes behind you. You're in the security room with the green flooring. You're looking at these two guards and they're really mean. Like one has got like this weirdly clean, polished, bald head and like these two like human skulls like sitting on his his like shoulder pads and next to him is is a guy who's just like in this very slick spiky armor just holding this gigantic staff like they're both very weird even for Las Vegas and even for fucking Shadowrun so you are led out of this room you walk through a VIP game room. You walk over a catwalk over some dark water, sounds of thrashing. Well, you know, maybe you'll figure out what that is. You walk up some limestone stairs. You walk through the game room that you guys all got thrown out of the other day. You walk out through a cheesy speakeasy bar, up carpeted stairs, and over a dusty red walkway leading out of the pyramid. So now you're outside of the pyramid. You're looking at its sort of dilapidated conical El Kuru pyramid. The elf extends a hand. He says, uh, name's Urges Gamron. It was a pleasure meeting you. What was your name? Havantha Smarsgyle. Havantha Smarsgyle. (laughs) It's wonderful to meet you. I, I hope you will consider strongly entrusting us, the high rollers, with your valuables. And he smiles. And she touches her briefcase, and she says, I'll be in touch. Thank you. Thank you very much. So Pox turns. She leaves. She walks away from the pyramid. She's, like, walking down the sort of sleepy, dilapidated street, pawn shops, liquor shops, DSWs. Uh, you, and you, uh, <laughs> you you take a few turns, and there's Xanadu. You walk over to Xanadu. You make sure you weren't followed. You weren't followed. You hop into Xanadu. Clunk. Dak is at the wheel. Dak you just got off the phone with your buddy with some pretty wild information. What was the name of your buddy? Uh, this was my good personal longtime friend, haven't seen in a long time, Jason Derulo. Yes. 
<laughs> How's that spot? Jason Derulo, Las Vegas resident. So you were on the phone with him, and you're like, "Hey, I gotta, gotta. F- you're trying to get information on the El Kuru Pyramid. Who knows something about the El Kuru Pyramid?" And this Jason Derulo is like, "Well, I know of a guy who's got pretty intimate knowledge, and he just so happens to be in town right now at this writers' convention." You don't say, Jason. What's yeah, his name? That's, that's right. Well, I'll tell you what room he's in. D7. D7 at the Frisky's Memorial Convention Center. Ooh, Jason, there's a reason you're a good pal of mine. Thank you so much. And by the way, are you uh, you still riding solo these days? That's right, Jason Derulo. <laughs> always yeah, that's good. real. Always, always good to. Yeah, this is this is the real Jason Derulo, by the way. Uh, all right, <laughs> excited to be here. Goodbye, my friend, Jason Derulo. See you later. <laughs> Click. Okay, everyone's in the car. Vroom! Xanadu blasts off. Vroom! Cruising down the Vegas freeway, we're passing all these beautiful casinos on the Strip. Onyx by Zur, the Tower of Babel, Caesars. Take a right, take a left, at Frisky Memorial, room into the parking lot, parks it, everyone's popping out of Xanadu, running into the convention center, running down the halls to convention center D7. There's like a big old sign that's like, welcome to the 2077's Las Vegas Writers Convention. Boom, the Nia's come burst through the door, and here we are, fluorescent lit, beige room with a bunch of folding chairs pointing towards a slightly elevated stage. There is a metahuman standing at a podium making his closing remarks. Pat, can you describe this uh, metahuman? Um, sort of medium build, medium height, sort of shaggy, mm-hmm. ill-kempt, big yeah. beard, <laughs> balding <laughs> guy who... Um, Looks. Let me see. Uh, since this is this is, I get to describe it. I'm gonna say he's older, but he's like, let's say, like, is it Ian McKellen old? Mm-hmm. Mm, aged very gracefully. Or or is he Sean Connery old? <laughs> aged very angrily. I don't know which one of those I want. Let's go Ian McKellen old. Beautiful. He's old. Old guy. He's wearing what seems to be kind of a a tuxedo jacket Mm -hmm. and a pair of cargo shorts. (laughs) And underneath the tuxedo jacket is a t-shirt that says, bring back Firefly. Perfect. He's just finished his closing remarks, and the the host walks onto the stage. Can we get the host on the stage there? Yeah, so Alan Thatcher walks from backstage (laughs) and crosses to the front. He's wearing, like, a bright royal blue suit with, like, a really starch, crisp, like, white shirt and no tie. And the suit is super rumpled, and there's, like, a little bit of a blood stain on one sleeve. (laughs) And it also is, like, probably definitely not his suit because it does not fit him at all. (laughs) (laughs) Alan Thatcher, of course, being a very muscular, sort of a caucus region-looking gentleman. Yeah, he's a super-built, like, pit fighter. (laughs) In this ill-fitting suit. Also known to the Neoscum universe as a legendary author as well. But Alan, uh, Alan has snuck onto stage, and so he walks to the front of the stage, and he says, Thank you so much, Mr. Rothfuss. Um, Now, if you don't mind, uh, we're going to take a couple 
questions from the audience, if that's all right. Uh, yes, and certainly. You're welcome, certainly. To, you're welcome to answer some of these questions, but if, if you don't, you know, have anything, I'm, I'm welcome. I'm also going to jump in and, you know, answer stuff about me too, because I'm here as well, uh, you know, with my new book and all coming out. So um, anyway. Oh, you, you, haven't, you haven't mentioned it yet. What's it called? Um, I actually, and he is like looking at Pat, but then he like starts to like cheat out towards the audience a little bit more and like project <laughs> like this, like conversation out, like very loud. He's like, I just self published a book called chasing the scum set, a chronicle of my adventures, chasing the neo scum while being, uh, you know, uh, interrogated and tortured by the devil girls, uh, motorcycle gang. Pox slips her hood on while this, <laughs> while he says that Dax like oh, wait, wait a second we're the we're the neo scum <laughs> Tech's eyes have turned into diamonds <gasps> I want to say there is a probably a card table with a big stack of these books you know set up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> purchased purchased at great expense to Alan Thatcher personally <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no permit for this. No, <laughs> and he got he absolutely got like rifled by whoever sold him like merch rights or whatever because it's all crazy stuff that nobody wants with like Alan Thatcher's face on it. <laughs> it's like a dude blowing a big like vape cloud, and it says like clouded Cloud. aspirations, <laughs> <of> like <laughs> <Yeah>. ASS. But... <laughs> he got a teenager to just do all the marketing. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> did not come together. Yeah, so he, you know, boasts this loud uh, thing and everybody in the room kind of knows, you know, he's he's more pathetic than he's letting on. <laughs> there's a guy, there's an orc raising his hand in the audience. It's like, I got a question for Mr. Rothfuss. I got a question for Pat. Okay, um, uh, well, if you can see, we have uh, microphones set up in some of the, you know, alleys between the chairs. So if you can get in line, that would be great. Uh, okay, <laughs> he goes and walks around to the back of the line and the person in front of the line says... All right, and you over there, the dwarf in the front. Okay, um, hello, um, Mr. Office. Uh, I got a question. Um, probably get this all the time. Um, what are you uh, going to eat for lunch? Um, I'll let Patrick take that one. I think uh, <laughs> I think I saw a Sabaro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, down down in the lobby. That looked uh, that kind of caught my eye. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. It's a good question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. Uh, and what, what's your name? Uh, Barnes Fal- Fal- Falconer. Great. And what publication are you with? Um, I'm uh, a Penguin. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, uh, Barf. Uh, Funklin, whatever. Um, if you are looking for new books to publish, you know, I uh, have a couple of that I might be able to recommend. <laughs> okay. Anyway, next okay, question, Barf. Get out of here. Uh, yes, you over there in front of the other microphone. <laughs> Me? Uh, Hello. Yes. Uh, and he calls on. I'm just a ran. I'm a a, a a bird person, and I'm very cute. Uh, yes, you the bir- the feather feathery person in the front row. Yeah. Hi. Uh, my question. My my name is. Merv, and my question is, uh, if I don't, if I didn't read it, what was it about? So, can you tell, can you any, summarize? Any book in particular you're asking about there? Um, I don't know. Whichever okay. one you feel like give me a summary of is kind of cool, I guess. Alan kicks it to Pat. <laughs> um, well, you know, uh, 
the the I know everyone is talking about the new Harry Potter book right now. Uh, Harry Potter twenty seven. Yeah. The chamber pants. Um, oh, there's some pretty heinous stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, if you want something a little less mainstream, I, I mean, why not go? Why not go classic and try Return of the Daughter of the Last Unicorn? The the Peter S. Beagle. Oh. At the end of that trilogy came out. It was it was quite good. Uh, what's a spoiler, please? A spoiler? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was ghost written by Peter S. Beagle himself, who is an actual ghost, from what I understand, uh, which <laughs> which was a, a big innovation when it came out. About uh, I guess it's been gosh, has it been forty years? Uh, but it's it's a great. Uh, the first book's great. The second book, eh. uh, but the third one, they really put a cap on it. It's it's lovely. Okay, I'll read the third one. Thanks for telling me the ghost story. Goodbye. That was, that was excellent. Thank you so much for that question. They walk out of the room completely. They wandered in from. They were like, "This is the, is this this is the bathroom?" Oh, I guess I'll ask a question. I guess I'm here. What's it about? Alan like turns around. And he sees like a little stool with like a bell on it, and he picks it up and he says, "I'm so sorry. I uh, um, whenever we do spoilers, I'm supposed to you know ring the little bell so that they can all put on their earmuffs in the audience. So just you know, give me a heads up next time. Sorry, sorry. Um." Okay, uh, yes, you, over there. Uh, it's like a little, like, mole man from The Simpsons looking guy. And he's like, uh, hello, uh, Alan, hello, uh, Patrick. Uh, just big, big fan, more of a, more of a comment than a question. Um, just about, uh, for, for book three, which is, uh, you know, it's coming out any day, uh, Mr. Rothfuss. Mm-hmm. Um, what if in book three, uh, 50 years have passed and society has progressed to a new steampunk age? Um, where giant steampunk mechs fight it out over coal mines. Um, and Kavoth and Bast have both been cursed by the Chandrian and turned into sexy cat boys. We can't stop him until he's done. He, we have to let him finish. I, uh, yeah, I, I know. I, thank you. And K- Kavoth's new cat boy name is Cat Kavoth. Uh, and he must pilot a steam mech uh, and go to war against the university, uh, which is now under the leadership of Ambrose Jackus's son, uh, Chancellor Boruto Jackus. Um, but Chancellor Boruto's actually good, but he's under a magical curse put on him by the Chandrian that makes him hate all cat boys. Essentially, he's become kind of like a Voldemort slash Hitler figure about cat boys. Uh, and in the 50 years since the last book has taken place, the Chronicler has retired and invented a form of baseball called Steamball. And that is played with a steampunk baseball, which is coal-powered. Um, but meanwhile, Boruto Jackus has introduced a new field of study to the university called Shadow Ninjutsu. And essentially... Listen, I know you have places to be in, but we just really do have to wait for him to be done. Thank you. Anyway, Shadow Ninjutsu is essentially exactly the same as the ninjutsu featured in the anime movie Naruto the movie, Ninja Clash in the Land of Snow. Um, and one of the students in this program is a young uh, blue hedgehog by the name of Sonic Hedgehog. Uh, and Sonic Hedgehog is currently um, pregnant. So The bird walks back into the room and is like, I heard a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a suggestion, um, but thank you for your time. My regards to Oot. Uh, thank you. Thank, thank you. Uh, that's, that's very helpful. <laughs> and this little mole man guy looks so pleased, like he did a, a good deed in the world, and he walks uh, out as well, just <laughs> walks out of the <laughs> Don't be the little mole man, listener. Don't be the little mole man. Oh, um, okay. Uh, it looks like we've got another question over here. Shoot, kid. 
Um, hi, um, I, I have a, a question, if that's okay. Absolutely. First, I want to say, please take your time in the next book. I know people give you a hard time about that, but I think that's really shameful because it's better to have a good book than, you know, an early book. Well, you know, I, I appreciate that. I'm really, there's just been a lot, a lot going on to try to keep it relevant to the world. I mean, as you all know, when I, when I started the series, yeah, it, it was considered fantasy. Right. Uh -huh. Because, you know, there's elves and stuff and then suddenly mm -hmm. you know we've had to have a lot of sensitivity reads because like now there's actual elves you know there's just like a lot of <laughs> right it, it's just that the landscape has really changed for 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 fantasy and science fiction writing so i appreciate you you being patient absolutely and and patrick you've spent the next the last 30 years in some form of litigation one way or another for all of these inaccuracies in your books is, is that correct there were a couple class action suits there were the movie rights that were really tangled up with the frozen head of Cyber Disney. Right. Cyber Disney. And they weren't going to cast real dwarves and all that. Oh, yeah. Like, and we kind of had to go to the mat for that. And then uh, we tried to do a rewrite where all the kids were really into emojis. We tried to do the entire book in emoji. <laughs> that was... That was a lot of time and money that we invested at Rothko Industries. Right, because emojis eventually got turned into this virus that just killed everybody. Yeah, yeah, and then we, there were more lawsuits about that. But yeah, no, I, I appreciate your, your patience. Absolutely. But uh, your, your, your question? Oh, oh th thank you. Uh, <clears throat> um, uh, I actually have a question about book two. Hmm. Um, so... Shortly after the Red Wedding, we get a chapter from Jon Snow's perspective that mirrors one of Ned Stark's from the first book. What I just—I've always what were you thinking when you wrote that? I'm sorry, Patrick. We we have to let him finish. Yeah, I, I... just kind of wondering your thought process when you wrote that. Uh, well, <laughs> he walks out of the room. <laughs> Alan's scanning the audience, and it looks like some of the lines have started to slow down behind the microphones. All right. Um, do we have any other questions? Uh, yes. Uh, you over there. I can't tell if you're in costume or or what's... Um, what's... Hi. Um, Alan? <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, uh, I actually had a question about Clouded Aspirations. Uh, I, I listened to the audiobook recently. Oh, my God. I thought it was really good. Sorry, uh, uh, Pat. I, I'm sure it's good, but... Oh, my God. This is so embarrassing for Patrick. Oh, my God. Um, um. I'm a huge, <laughs> huge fan of Alan. Uh, oh. It's me, Tech Wizard, remember? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put me in the little bubble like a spider, and, and well, you ran out of there. Well, so that, we, so that you'd be safe. You know, it's protecting our friendship. I chased you for months. You what? I chased you for months and only recently stopped. Oh my God. So you got my letter? You got my note? Uh, it was the one I, I slipped in the Cannabis Jack's pocket after he was um, blues jaw off the second time. Do you, <laughs> he didn't give it, he didn't pass that on to you? Oh. It was like my, my phone number and kind of like my life story to kind of, oh. I just really wanted to connect with you and, and I was wondering why you hadn't called. So I don't remember a note like that. So it's probably on KJ. You know, if if we had to track down who's to blame, oh, we yeah. would play that game. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you you had a question about my book though, Clouded Aspirations. Um, and I point at the card table with all the books stacked on it. <laughs> I, I make a I make a sweeping gesture. 
<laughs> and at that exact moment, the weight of the books crushes the legs of the card table, and it slams onto the ground. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, there's a stagehand under the table at that moment. <laughs> oh, oh, ow, ow. Ask away. That was kind of a lie. Just my question was, like, if you want to hang out later or something. But uh, right. I was really shocked to see you here as well, yeah. That's all I am. I, I joke to you. Okay. All right. Uh, sorry. Uh, he walks out the room. <laughs> His eyes are still diamonds. Well, Patrick, uh, have you read my book? Do you want to ask me any questions? Uh, you know, I, I, uh, no. <laughs> no, no. I mean, there's just, there's so many books that come out so quickly. And then there was the comic adaptation. Oh, right. Yeah. That, that it just ate up a ton of time. <laughs> yeah. And then there was the crossover with the Thundercats. Oh, right. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot. There's just a lot to keep up with these days. Uh, but, you know, I, I am also like we, we splice in a lot. So if you if you want to do a crossover, hmm. you know, you know, I mean, absolutely. Like drop me, drop me a line. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't have any business cards that don't belong to the person who originally had this suit. Um, <laughs> I'll look you up. Yeah. Some, somehow. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. A- again, as you guys saw there, I, you know, me and Patrick, big big buddies. Um, if you have any other questions, we'll be standing around the table up here at the front for a few more minutes. I have a question. The bird comes back in. <laughs> I have a question. We will take one more question from the bird. Um, Patrick Rothfuss, I finally read the um, sign on the outside of the door, so I know now what I'm walking into. I just was feeling very nostalgic and reminiscing about history. Uh, I don't know if you ever feel that way, um, but I was thinking about the year 2021. And I was just wondering if you remember it, uh, and if you liked it. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, did you like it? Did you like it? A little unorthodox, but I'll allow it. You know, uh, I, I do find myself sort of looking back a lot more than I used to. And, you know, I remember 2021, there were a lot of... And actually, here out out of game. When did the cro- when did the magic start to like reemerge oh, in boy. the Shadowrun universe? Great question. I think technically 2010 or 2012. So okay. I guess magic exists in 2021 in this universe. Okay. So, but honestly, say whatever the fuck you want. No, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll make it. <laughs> I'll figure it out. We got you back. I think what I remember the most about the the early 2020s is it it started rough and you know like there was a lot of fractiousness i mean for you folks that weren't around it was it was all history book stuff to you like when the magic came back and it turns out it was real you know a lot of us spent our whole lives dreaming about magic and then suddenly it's around but then actually it's a way more complicated thing than you think and then also I mean, there's problems with the government suddenly. But what I remember about those earlies is like things kind of got shook up and it got real bad. And then there was sort of like a cool down period that lasted about four years. And I mean, I personally 
that's when I was spending a lot of time studying. I was, I was doing my pursuit of the art, you know, the, the noble art of alchemy, my pursuit of the philosopher's stone, partly as research for book three, of course, but also partially as the refinement of my own spirit and my pursuit of knowledge. But, you know, things did settle out a little bit, and it was a welcome breather. It gave me the space to really, you know, do some creative work again. If, if I'm remembering it right, was that after... The nano plague? Oh. The nanobot plague? Or no, that was 2030. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know about 2030 yet. I haven't even studied that yet. Yeah. I've only studied up to 2022, really. I'm a bird. I'm only two weeks old. <laughs> I don't. I'm just studying the past, but I study in chronological order, and I haven't gotten up too high. And we don't actually publish any information about the 30s anywhere. It was a dark time. <laughs> yes. Dak <laughs> leans over to uh, Pox and Tech and is like, we got to get this bird in our fucking party. That looks like a heavy hitter right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This bird. This bird really knows how to rock it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the bird in mid-sentence walks out. Walks out. Oh, 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 okay. Bye, Murph. Oh, there it's, we go. it's almost like you guys have actually been to a lot of conventions, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> we've been to a couple, yeah. And hopefully, we'll be at conventions again in the future at some point. Dare to dream. Oh, it got canceled by the nanobot plague. Uh. <laughs> Okay, Uno does trace. Here we are. Ouch! Oh my god! Oh my god! Damn it! The fuck, dude? (laughs) Why? I just set off Mike's electric nipple zappers, and so painful. I wasn't even ready. I wasn't even ready. Are we starting the interlude? Uh, Hi, everybody. Uno does trace. Welcome to one of our biggest freaking Neoscum episodes. One of a few that are freaking crazy. Holy cow! Can you believe it? And that's literal because we got six fucking tracks on this bad boy. Mm-hmm. Although, actually, now that I think about it, uh, every time before Blair took a break, <laughs> we had six tracks when we ever had a guest. But the difference was that was on a single track recording, guys. Right, right, right. Yes. Uh, that, that was still just one track. This is yeah. now actually six tracks. And Casey uses a seventh track, which is just silence for our uh, departed cast member, Scooper. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's always a track of just dead room tone for Scooper that Casey edits expertly Mm -hmm. and we can't hear but we know he's there and an eighth track for Elijah that's right happy Pesach everyone if it's Pesach uh, when you're listening to this episode that would be a long time from now let's take a a, a one moment of silence for Scooper and Elijah okay great okay great oh that was wonderful can you freaking believe it we, of course, have Blair Britt back, which is rockin'. We love Blair Britt, rock and roll. Shout out Blair Britt. That's Alan Thatcher, my goodness. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Alan's return. What a freaking hunk. But Mama Mia, we got freaking fantasy lord ass fucking Pat Rothfuss, the man. Pat Rothfuss in the house. Let's talk about the Rothfuss in the room, all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we... We hit a certain quota on a world builder's charity. I want to say in like 2019... The prize was Pat Rothfuss would come and guest on Neo Scum. And wouldn't you know, 2021, better late than never. Here's Pat. (laughs) It was kind of a crazy 2020. We took six months off there in the middle. Uh, Yeah. Life happened. 
but we're here. We've got Pat. It's so surreal. I used to read yeah. Pat's books like mm-hmm. growing up, and I remember I was so evangelical about them. And I got to go talk to my uh, ninth grade friends and let them know <laughs> we got him. I'm going to flex on them, mm-hmm. get back on Facebook. But if you are a Pat Rothfuss fan and this is your first time listening to Neoscum, welcome. Welcome. We are welcome. so happy to have you. Pat Rocks, you rock. Thank you for coming. We have a starter little guide, if this is your first episode, that you should check out. Yeah, if you're like listening right now and you're like, I don't really know what the heck is going on, that's okay. Mm-hmm. If you decide you want to listen to the whole podcast from the beginning, that's my favorite way to do it. I love it. It's great. But if you go to neoscum.com slash starter, there are a bunch of different options that like suggestions that we put in there for you. Casey has laid it out so beautifully. It's a quick intro to the characters and the cast and th- those kind of things. And then, yeah, like Alani said, you can jump right there to some what we think are some decent starting points. We have the show separated into arcs as well, and we have a full arc recap episode. So if you're like, oh, I want to start at arc four. You made a great choice. That is a great (laughs) arc, yes. Yeah, (laughs) but how do I know what happens beforehand? Jump ahead to that arc recap, listen to those first four recaps, and then boom, you're in there, you're ready to go. Oh my God! You're in the cut. You're you're freaking out. You're 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 losing your mind. You're the man. You're you're anything. You're you're everything. I'm so jealous of you. If this is your first episode, because we have so much content for you. Oh yes. We even have outside of Neo Scum Prime, we have a Patreon where we have side campaigns. We play different systems. We just wrapped up a really good Merkberg run. And on the docket, we have a Call of Cthulhu game featuring old friend of the show. I'm talking about Jonah Cooper herself. That's right. Boom, baby. Jonah Cooper. And all of these, uh, every single Patreon side campaign that we do is all within the same universe as well. So in some loose way or sometimes yeah. tight way, they'll tie into the main story, but they, they're also standalone pieces too. Mm-hmm. So, so, go ahead, sign up for the Patreon. Well, should I change the subject we should now? About, we should talk about, uh, I almost said Gio. We should talk about Gio's album. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking, we're talking about Guido's album. <laughs> Gio, Gio's album. If you're if you're liking the friggin' tunes in this app, actually, a lot of the tunes in this app are going to be uh, from Epidemic Sounds. But we, we have, of course, we have that deal with Hozak. If you're a listener of the show, local Chicago record label, Hozak Records, gives us a whole archive of music to use which is awesome but we also have songs for the show from our good buddy geo we've talked about this on the last interlude as well he has released an album of most of the songs that he's worked on for neoscum the actual custom neoscum songs we're talking the neoscum metal theme the neoscum death metal theme we're talking the fun ones like it's the interlude baby all that stuff and this album is available for free on his Bandcamp. you can find that link in the show notes Listen that support Geo if you can with a donation, but if not, he's just happy for you to get to listen and, and jam out, and we are too. We are too, and we're loving it. Smiling, big smile, of the grin of smiling. angels. We're all smiling, smiling and at frowning you. at the same time because you know what? I'm thinking about the music, and it makes me happy, and some of it mm. makes me sad. I'm smiling because I'm having a good time, and I'm talking to all of you guys, and I'm talking to these new Pat Rothfuss fans who are 
coming in the pipeline going right to our Patreon. They're right signing to, to the Patreon immediately. I just remembered something. I just remembered something. So there's a lot of visuals for this episode. Uh, check the show link. I'm going to write a little blog thing with some pictures. Ooh, if you want to follow along yeah. with the pictures. And we love Ganart. We love that Ganart. We love some Ganart. We love that Ganart. I just want to say I was smiling because of the reasons that were mentioned. Now I'm smiling too thinking about the Ganart, but I'm frowning knowing that the interlude is coming to an end because I can hear that train. Oh, it looks like it's a money train because we're in Las Vegas and we're about what? to do a heist. <laughs> oh, oh wait a second. it's a money train. Give us the money. There's a oh. bunch of Pat Rothfuss fans on the train and they're all throwing dollars at us. Oh, yeah. My God. yeah. <laughs> I'll do anything. Run. They joined our Patreon right from their first episode. Oh, my God. Unheard of. Uh. I fainted in front of the train. Oh my god! 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 Get up! Wait! Oh no! Oh it no! It just went right over her. Oh my god! Just She's lost okay. Her. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait! The Pat Rothfuss fans saved me. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, they are the best. Oh. And you know what's even better? Neo scum fans. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye bye. Hello, starting over. Yeah, hello, Aaron. Hello. The hello. Next again. interlude. So the crowd is now sort of like, some are like coming to chat up front. Some are kind of like skedaddling. So we've got the Neo scum there. You see Pat, you see Alan Thatcher up at the front. What are we doing? I think we mosey on our way on over. Uh, and we sh- kind of sheepishly wait our turn to talk to Pat and and Alan, who we're kind of making eyes with and being like, hey, like, remember us? Like, hey. Pops <laughs> is looking uh, definitely dubious at Alan Thatcher. Just because he's wearing that suit, it clearly doesn't fit him. (laughs) And also last time, well, she didn't interact too much with him, but, you know, he's not going to get any funny ideas about joining Mm -hmm. our party. (laughs) Alan, Pat, hey, you guys guys got a moment? Can we talk to both of you? Yeah. Sure. I'll allow it. Hey, first off, Alan, long, long time no see, buddy. You doing okay? Yes, and you'll notice I'm not chasing you right now. Hey, we love I that. I never noticed that in the first place, but good job, I guess. Well, I was. Well, I knew our friendship was special, so th- thank you for that. I was chasing you guys for uh, for a while there. Well, I'm so sorry. Don't. I wish you'd got my note with my number. You could have just. Don't do it anymore. You know. Yeah, thanks Thanks for not catching us, though, but we appreciate that greatly. Uh, That's right. Yes. Uh, well, ever since uh, your, your little robo friend went off the grid, well, the devil girls thought it was my fault and tried to kill me. So I escaped, self-published my book, beat the shit out of a man backstage, uh-huh. ran a Q&A with a famous author. <laughs> Here I am. Wait, was that today or was that a different day and this is all, related, <laughs> all within the last 72, 114 hours, somewhere around there. Wow. That wow. kind of like nervously looks at Pat and is like, oh. hey, uh, oh, Pat, uh, Pat Rothfuss, uh, just real quick, want to say big fan. Uh, oh. Got, I actually learned about your about your book, uh, uh, Name of the Win, from the, the porn parody, uh, <sighs> Na- Name of the Cum, uh, which I saw first, <laughs> but then I found myself, you know, not really... Uh, it's super into the sex stuff, more into the story. I was like, this story is great. I got to see the original 
the thing this was based off of. You know, actually, that porn parody was a remake of Name of the Skinned. Mm. It was kind of an unfortunate foreskin themed <laughs> thing. So the, mm. the, re- the, the, the remake was actually better. But did any of those have any relation to Name of the Minge? <laughs> that was oh. that was unlicensed. And, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Dax writing uh, that down. That name of okay. the minge, name of the skin. Okay, cool. Got both of those down. Uh, <laughs> that's really super helpful for me um, uh, for later. But also, uh, do you know a fellow by the name of Jason Derulo? He kind of tipped us off and said that you might have certain information about the El Kuru pyramid. Oh, yes, yes. The, uh, the he, He's a guest editor for an anthology that I'm thinking of doing. We could, uh, if we're going to talk a little publishing business, let's uh, let's do that uh, over here, kind of behind the curtain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. I'll be doing the signing uh, later at 2 o'clock. And also, don't forget, there's Rothfuss After Dark at 2.30 a.m. <laughs> Again, bring your bring your own bottle for that. <laughs> and and right after that, there's Thatcher after Rothfuss after dark. So if you want to come, uh, you know, we've got water bottles. Oh, dope. Yeah, we'll be there. We don't have to bring our own bottle. That sounds great. Uh... And the people are leaving the room. You guys walk behind. You're now all standing behind a curtain. There's a man just tied with, like, curtain rope. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. On the ground. Whatever happened to this man? Pox just rolls him out of there. <laughs> Pushes him out. That was Brandon Sanderson. Holy shit. Uh... <laughs> oh, no, I love I love the in-world fiction that actually Pat wasn't supposed to be here either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's still a QA moderator also in the other corner. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, that's the best. <laughs> yeah, we noticed the 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 table that Pat's books are on is is very precarious like it came out of the back of a minivan. <laughs> uh, like a card table like So, oh. hello, Mr. Rothfuss. So pleasant to be here behind the curtain. Listen, we have some very important business to talk with you about, if you don't mind. My name is Parks, and I am going to pass it over because I'm not very good at being concise. Just kind of the warm-up, you know? And my name is uh, Tech Wizard. I mean, uh, Deck Rambo. This always happens. Sorry, a little starstruck right now. (laughs) And this here is Tech. Oh, you're talking about me? Yeah, I'm talking about you. Just get your intro in real quick. Oh, I thought you were talking about Alan Thatcher. I'm sorry. Hey, my name is uh, Dak. Ron- sorry, uh, Dad. I mean, uh, 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 Tech Wizard. Tech. Tech Wizard. Cool, cool. And uh, yeah, so we're kind of like, we're kind of shadow runners. And I'm Alan Thatcher. <laughs> and apparently he's been chasing back. us this whole time, which we will talk about at some point, which is very rude, by I the told, way. No, I told you we were friends. He was trying to catch up with us. I invited him to join the party. I wrote a book about it. You don't even have to ask me. You can just read it. Oh. We'll, we'll definitely read that book, Alan. I might I'm need sure. the spoilers. Sure. I did see the porn parody for that Seriously, book, we'll but, read it. Uh, yeah, is, it, is there an audiobook version? I'll slap it on when we're on the road or something. Is there a porn version, preferably? I did, yeah. yeah. I, well, I have been talking to Patrick about a porn adaptation. A porn audio crossover. Yeah. Famed audio editor Casey Tony is tied up in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> running... Uh, running for the now, nah, I mean, the title is is we're still working shopping it. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's gonna be gross though. <laughs> we got two podcast episodes to figure it out. 
<laughs> yeah, so long story short, we got a special package that's inside the uh, El Kuru Pyramid that we need to extract. Oh. Now, if you're willing to help give us some info, there can be a whole lot of moolah in it for you. And we'll even, uh, you know, maybe steal something from the inside of that pyramid for you, if you want. Well, you know, you have... You've come to the right place. Uh, and who, who was this that uh, that sent you my way? Uh, that was Jason Derulo. He's kind of like a famous singer. Uh, he Jason. fell down the stairs at the Met Gala in 2014 <laughs> yeah. or something. He's also in town for the writers convention. Oh, it's the very same. Okay, no, that's that's great to that's great to know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I can. Uh, do, I, I mean, I I helped them set things up there back in the day when they. I, I do a lot of consultant work, and that was a big theme, you know, like they were sort of going for high roller, you know, like for, for people of a certain sort, you want your goods protected in a vault, mm-hmm. and you want it to be really secure, but like, honestly, like the people with more money than sense, they want like the really cool themed vault, they want really a narrative experience, and so uh, there were security consultants, but... I have really good representation, and they brought me in as a narrative security consultant. Oh, oh. so like it's fake? Oh no! Like it, you'll like it kills folks all the time. It's just that it does it with like spikes and stuff, like period Whoa. appropriate. There's like a lore to the to the danger. Oh, kinda. so yeah. it's not just like you're gonna get. It's like you're gonna get like lasered into pieces by the security system instead of just the alarm is going to go off. Well, I mean, uh, it's it's more like sort of themed. It's like an like, escape room. Like, yeah, imagine for like, a second, you're yeah. trying to break into the vault. You're a weak human being. You open the door and all of a sudden crippling depression sets in. It, uh, that kind of thing? Is that what you're talking about, Patrick? Uh, well, that would, that would sort of be literary fiction. Uh, I, I specialize more in fantasy. Um, and so... <laughs> Uh, but but also you know it's sort of it's a little bit more Egyptian themed, right? You know, like it, it, effectively if you're if you're kind of if people are trying to break into the vault, there's always a couple of different layers of it, and so like how how would people get in to try to break in? And we want we really it, it was a very new concept. They really they, we had a ton of venture capital, and so you really wanted the people breaking in. To have a narrative arc of their own before they were killed, and then we oh were going to record it all, and then it was <gasps> going to be a reality TV thing. I mean, it's just a ton of of like transmedia potential. But then, of course, like the money ran out. But yeah, I know a lot about the inside of it, or at least how it was sort of planned. I know my proposals. I don't know how much they actually, you know. I mean, with this consulting gigs, you you give your advice and then you cash the check. So you. You know all the traps, then. I, I know a lot of the traps that I pitched. Yeah, like so. So yeah. So I, I, you have to come with. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I'll come with. I'd, I'd love to see the inside of the place. Wait a second, Pat. Are, are, you're just like a, a writer guy. Like, are, are you serious? You want to you want to come into this like dangerous uh, kind of environmental storytelling? Uh, Look at him. He's ready for an adventure. I can sense it. Oh, son. I was having adventures back before you were a gleam in your daddy's eye. Well, okay, no, that's not true. That's not true. But, I mean, here's the, I, I'm, okay, so there's this, 
there's this app on the phone and uh, do you ever that sometimes people use to find people to do sort of clandestine gigs i don't know if you've ever heard of it are you talking about like t- tinder or is this like a f- adult friend finder movers yeah yeah like well i'm I'm on there. I mean, oh, not yeah. with my, not with this name, but like I've got, I've got a couple of profiles. I've occasionally like gone out and done a, a little bit of work here and there. You're a shadow runner. Why, uh, of a sort, of a wow. sort. That's it's where he gets the real life experience to be able to write compelling fiction. That makes sense, and mm-hmm. that's why Alan's so good at writing fiction too, because yeah. he's been chasing us. I get it. You guys just. You guys freaking just do things just to do things, to, to live your life. And I, I respect the hell out of that, both yeah, of you. you're actually just like me. We got to write a Neos Come book, you guys, when we're done. When we get to L.A., let's workshop a book. Well, I don't know anything about this pyramid thing, but I can beat the hell out of someone if they try to stop us. Yeah, I was just going to yeah, say, we you know could what? really use your you're help, You're coming Alan. with as well. Alan, yeah, seriously, I'll pay you 10,000 new yen As long to come as with. I get one six of the cut. <laughs> what was that? 10,000 new yen, is that? Yeah, you want 10,000 new yen? That's a little low. 20,000. Perfect. Tank, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, he said it was a little low. He said, he said low? it was a little low. Yeah, then he, then he went higher, and now I, you know, I respect it. You know, I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to take 20 minutes and, you know, haggle back and forth. If, you, if you're down for 20,000, I'm, uh, so am I. 30,000. <laughs> well, we don't have that much. I mean, honestly, I, I nobody's going to come to Rothfuss After Dark these days. I mean, it used to be a very sexy time, uh, but these days they just, they're not queuing up like before. All the cosplay. Uh, by the way, and he looks at Tech Wizard and he's like, I just want to say, I, I appreciate somebody actually putting in the work to like come in. These days, it seems like nobody dresses up anymore. Tech looks behind him. <laughs> And then looks at you confused. And there's, there's that little bird is there. Oh, yeah, the yeah, little Merv. <laughs> Merv, the bird person is there. Merv. Um, hey, I... What cosplay is Merv the bird wearing? <laughs> oh. Yu Yu Hakusho. Xena, actually. <laughs> Just completely unrelated, no matter what. Xena with Yu Yu Hakusho vibes. And then if she goes to the Xena convention, she's wearing uh, Captain Underpants uh, clothes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Merv walks out. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I... Uh... I should swing by my hotel room, but other than that, I. Uh, what's your time frame like? Well, well, I've got to get back for Thatcher after Rothfuss after dark, so I got a little bit more time than you do, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. And then he goes over, he moves aside the curtain, and he kind of rifles the inside of Sanderson's suit jacket and pulls out <laughs> an envelope, and he holds up, he's like, honorarium. I'm good to go. <laughs> Great. Wow. Dak looks at Brandon Sanderson and like, by the way, I love Mistborn. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, a manuscript of a brand new book just falls out of his pocket. <laughs> okay, so everyone is skedaddling. We're starting to figure out how this heist is going to go down. So, So as you're... As you're, as you guys, let's say you're getting into Xanadu or something. Oh, if we're looking for a setting, we could do it in Xanadu, or I could say, oh, uh, they gave me the penthouse. Oh, oh yeah. well. Because that we could lay out like maps and stuff. I feel like that's like a that's good. such an Ocean's Eleven like pre heist thing where they're in like the very swanky like room, drinking cocktails with little umbrellas, drinking cocktails. Somebody's leaning against the wall like it's impossible. Yeah, and there's there's a big banner on the wall that says, Welcome, Brandon Sanderson. 
<laughs> okay, great. Can you guys paint the picture of the penthouse? At first, I'll say, oh, they gave me the penthouse. And then he goes back and he gets the key card out of Sanderson's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think because this has been a long time thing that we've talked about in lots of episodes, I think there should be a mini lazy river that goes around the edge of the penthouse. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because that would make my fantasy complete. Let's do it. Oh, you know what I would love is if this is, I, I'm assuming this is a this is a C-list casino like or convention center at best, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then it was remodeled. Like 40 years ago, there was a revival of Stranger in a Strange Land. And so the penthouse is a recreation of Jubal Hershaw's pool and his house. If you're not a fan of Stranger in a Strange Land, it, uh, that's fine. But there's four people out there that are very into what I just said. <laughs> But effectively, there is there, you can have the lazy river, there's a pool, and then the penthouse itself is actually a little house that is set up on the roof of this convention center. Oh, awesome. Oh, that's so mm. cute. That's perfect. Oh, my God. And Pox just gets up there and starts screaming and running around because it's so cute up here. Oh, she got sugar high. Dak has to chase oh her because he's like a dog. If someone's running, he's got to chase. And he's like, come back here. There's a house. It's a house. It's a house within a house. Ah. It's so cute. She goes into the little house. Ooh, okay, let's say within the house itself, I'm just like, I like what you were saying, Casey, about like swanky, like Ocean's Eleven, sort of whatever. So let's say there's like maybe a little bit of a sort of 60s rounded kind of like, mm. there's sort of a 60s revival thing happening in Vegas right now in 2077. So, so let's say there's like the sort of like bright circular colors, like like pop art on the walls, like very sort of like 60s retro future tables and chairs. And you guys all have like your own like sort of like martini cocktails uh, from a robot. A robot just gave you all like weird ass, like like smoky pink uh, bubblegum cocktails. And you guys are all drinking those and like sort of looking at plans standing around like a 60s, like white groovy table. This gig's impossible, guys. There's no way we can pull it off. That's right. We're going to have to go in from the top, the bottom, the sides, left, right, and from the... What's the word you just taught me earlier? With the ball and the spinning and the... What's it called? Oh, pitch and yaw. Pitch and yaw. Pitch and yaw. And the pitch and the yaw. We're going to have to go in pitching and yawing. (laughs) This happened before we started recording, too, I think. Yeah, Yes, it did. Alan is just standing in the corner, and anytime anybody looks up at him, he says, Sounds like a laugh. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I love this guy. (laughs) So we're looking at these maps that Pat was able to, like, draw up from memory from his Mm. pitches that he had. Right. Likewise, Pox is, like, plopped in where she saw guys and where she saw cameras. And Well, I mean, to pull this off, you would need to have a crew of <laughs> at least five people <laughs> looking around the room. I don't know if you could do it with just five. I think you might sorely need a sixth person. Or a rat. Or a rat. Or a rat. Who's wait, very well Wait trained. a second. With Alan, there's six of us. 
I don't think that's true either, actually. <laughs> oh, wait, Ganon is in the corner like, oh, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's the robot that gave you drinks, and it's it's like a Roomba. It's like it's a... like bouncing against the wall like... <laughs> I think there's only four of us. One, two, three, four. How are you only counting four? I I didn't count myself on that last one. <laughs> I'm counting the robot. I'm counting uh, the little bird guy we saw earlier who we got to go back and bring him back. <laughs> Alan, in this montage, just goes, oh, don't worry, I've brought friends. And then he's like crossing his arms jauntily in front of like a whole bar full of people. And all of them are looking at him and going like, get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, uh, Pat, so you've got to have contacts in there they know you you helped plan this as much as it fell through right oh i mean it was decades ago and honestly again i went in i consulted we did some prototyping there was initial construction there was a big rights dispute a bunch of people died there was one of those big the room fills with sand traps mm-hmm. and they the install was very bad and then like the people installing all of this like like 15 people were smothered but they were they, the construction workers have a very good union oh my goodness <laughs> as is their right we're happy about yeah. that yeah. oh awesome. no I'm, I'm all for that and but the thing is they took the casino to the cleaners on that and actually went bankrupt and then uh, somebody else came in and bought it it's been through several hands i don't know if i i mean if i know anyone on the inside it would have been so so far back i do have a question yeah what's up alan well it seems like you really put in a lot of narrative effort into this uh whole secret dungeon thing for them was it like uh let me try to understand as another author. Was it a mm-hmm. hero's journey type secret dungeon or was it more of like a slice of life kind of like a collage of different perspectives? What, what, what were we looking for? You know, I what I pitched is uh, sort of uh, like a, a meta narrative, sort of a layered. You have the, the inner journey of the person. And it's sort of like, sort of like a Western, but also it's sort of like you're all sisters and you're coming to grips with the failure of the family coffee shop and the fact that your mom has diabetes and Indiana Jones. Okay. Okay. Casey's crying. I mean, Tech Wizard's crying. But then again, the money didn't come through. So it ended up just being mostly Indiana Jones because they really wanted to dumb it down. Wait, sorry. You said the money didn't come through. Is that in the world of the sisters with the coffee shop? Or are you saying that the actual structure itself was not well funded? Both. Both. That's why it was a meta narrative. Um, Yeah. Wow. I would love to see the porn version of that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's put our eyes back on the prize. This is the... Patrick, have we even told you what we want out of there? Um, it's a refrigerator. I'm... We want just like a refrigerated pod thing that our, our friend Zenith really loves. And Oh, that's big. It's very big. That's very big. It's very big. Are you going to, like, when you say refrigerator size, are you going to be able to carry that out? Um, that's a great question. I mean, you'd have to go out the front door. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Who's going to let you just take this out the front door? It seems like this all would be easier if we had done it two months ago. A flashback. <laughs> Guys, I, real quick, just I have two ideas. The first one I'm going to toss out immediately. 9-11 scale event on the building. That's idea number oh one. God. We can move past that one. Second idea, Pat Rothfuss comes out with a handgun, oh, starts shooting nice. guys in the head. Sounds like a laugh. I'm in. <laughs> 
I don't know if I'm in or out of character here. This is actually quite confusing for me. In which pad am I? Uh, <laughs> first things first, I think we should order some room service. Oh, room service montage. <laughs> Turns out you did it two months ago. The robot is already there. Yeah, yeah. They order the whole menu. We all Excellent. are like cheersing our champagne glasses and stuff. Okay, yeah, all the cheers. And there's there's a quick cut of someone in the kitchen mm-hmm. being like, oh, we're all out of cheese. Looks like we got to go get some cheese. <laughs> and then there's like a whole heist that goes on, but we don't see it. <laughs> yeah, oh my Everyone's God. cheers their champagne, you know, the, the slick Ocean's Eleven slide cut. We see the Alcuru pyramid sort of dilapidatingly doming above all the sleepy Vegas things. This is a crazy heist. Can these guys pull it off? You're just going to have to find out. And yes, um, blackout. It will be interesting to see what a total party kill looks like with Alan Thatcher and Pat Rothfuss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and since the pod blows up, Z2. Oh, yeah. Dak, of course, is going to buy, like, gel bullets because he's trying this new non-lethal thing out for Mm -hmm. any new listeners that might come from uh, uh, Pat Rothfuss being on this episode. (laughs) Dak's on his best behavior for them. (laughs) (laughs) Neil Scum is... Blair Britt. Mike Migdal. Gannon Reedy. Eleni Sauvageau. And Casey Tony. This episode of Neoscum features music from Hozak Records. It may have been edited or modified for use. Track and artist details can be found in the liner notes for this episode. Learn more about Hozak and the artists they support at hozakrecords.com. Texan Jesus. Texan Jesus. <laughs>